the framework. Framework. Okay, you guys. So, this is the song in the background. He's doing a great work. He's doing a great work in all of us. Good morning. Yes, I feel sort of kind of refreshed. <laughs> I am literally just waking up maybe about 30 minutes ago from yesterday. I got in last night, probably about 10 o'clock, waiting on the bus, and then I walked the rest. Um, those that stayed on line with me, thank you. Um, so that's the song. Oh, excuse me. First, good morning. <laughs> good morning to y'all blessed people of God out there, to everyone, everyone out there. I don't care what color you are or nationality. Your life preference. I want to say good morning to you. We can be kind. You know, I was in a place. And I'm just going to tell the truth. Our um, franchise owner. I know I'll be just jumping right into conversations, huh? The franchise owner blessed us. To go to Shell Shell Shack, which was delicious, you guys. And I'm just, I wasn't able to stay long because that's the weekend that my daughter would rush to the hospital. And it kind of did something to me because I had an individual that has a title as a pastor. Even if you don't even know me, even as a, we didn't even get a chance to even become friends. But even with the title of a pastor, okay, um, I know everybody have their thing to do. I know everybody going through. Even with Dr. D being tired and dragging, I'm dealing with customers, right? I'm not snapping at my customers. Matter of fact, the young lady, um, the last one that I did, she said, you know why I like coming to you? Because you're so peaceful. And you, you, it may seem like you be given a lot of information, but I like that about you because you take your time and explain everything. And that's why I come to you every year. And I would have her laughing. I said, girl, I ain't peaceful. Girl, I'm tired. You know, like that. You know, she said, well... I can see in your eyes you're tired, but you you still keep that pleasant mannerism. And so that kind of blessed my, my spirit, y'all. And um, I have to force myself to get rest. I'll keep going like a, a bunny rabbit until my body starts saying, um, Danielle, since you don't know how to shut down, we're going to shut you down, you know. And, um, but I'm not going to let myself get to that point, and it's just the beginning of the season, right? So I'm saying all of that because we had went to the Shell Shack, which was a lovely atmosphere. 
I mean, it was real nice. And so, of course, the bartender uh, was another uh, alternative. You could tell he he lived an alternative lifestyle. But let me tell y'all something. That don't give us the right to be rude. You understand me? So, this young lady, uh, I want to have such and such a drink. Well, we was already talking to him, clowning around. You know, I, I, I'm i not going to be this kind of hypocrite person, okay? Like I said before, everybody got to give an account for their life at the end of their life. So who am I, right? My job is if I say I represent Christ, well, I'm supposed to show Christ-like tendencies, right? If I say I'm a pastor, it don't matter if my agenda is not going through. Even as a pastor, if somebody tell me, oh, well, I missed your call. I tried to text you back, but that's the weekend my daughter was rushed to the hospital. I'm not going to throw in your face, oh, you're just still making excuses. I'm going to say, is everything okay? Is your daughter okay? Um, Do y'all need anything? I'm going to switch out of my own self and put myself on that person and see if it, you know, to show compassion, right? Well, two things I'm talking about. The number one thing right now is at the Shell Shack. So this young lady, um, all right, number 62, I'm voting too, y'all. I try to vote in the morning, the midday, and at night, at least about three times a day. Yesterday, I only had a chance to vote one time. But at least I'm I'm voting. So I hope y'all voting. And I pray other folks that say they're going to vote on our team of voting. Because I'm looking on everybody's page. And I don't see nobody promoting nothing but me. That's interesting. You know, you got to promote this so people can remember. Because you know we forget. We have a very, very short um, memory stand. Okay, so I'm finished. And I'm going to take a picture of it. Yeah, they got people voting, but it's I guess it's not moving as fast because at 9,000 now, it was at 8,000. So they got people voting. So I'm going to take a picture of it and put it online so people can see. This is what you do if you're playing the game. You know, once you vote, take a picture of it and you email it to me or you text it to me so I can tell it. Because we, well, I am. I don't know about nobody else. But anyway, so she asked the guy for some type of drink. I don't know, y'all. So I guess the guy wasn't fixing it right. Why this girl was so rude to this dude? And he was the sweetest little thing. She was so rude. Well, you're not shaking that right. And I think you forgot uh, ingredient. Let me go get the recipe. You know, do I need to show you how to do this drink? Now, this is her tone. This is her tone. Now, he's the mixologist, right? So, if they have him behind the bar mixing drinks, I think they kind of know if he know what he's doing, right? But why so rude? Why talk to the young man so rude? I believe you are the rude one. So she came back. But this is the ingredients. And let me come over there. Let me show you how this really done. 
and me and uh, the other person is looking shook a head. I'm like, wow, really? That is so out of character. So that's what I'm saying, you guys. Why why we gotta be so nasty to one another? I, I don't understand. People going through stuff already. I mean, come on. It's just this ridiculous to me. It is, it really is. It's it's really just I don't know. And I know again, once again, this Doctor D, I know. Everybody not like me, I know. But I'm just saying, I'm just saying, y'all. You don't have to be rude to people, man. You don't have to be rude. You can find something nice to say. Now, on the second part of this conversation, as I was talking about the young man who I guess was trying to get to know me, but right then and there, he didn't have patience. So, what was your real intentions then? You know what I'm saying? Because I was trying to share something with them. And it was like, well, I've been trying to call you and try to reach you. You have not returned my calls. And, you know, and I'm just trying to find out A, B, C, D, F, G. And I'm like, whoa, whoa. Okay, so I'm trying to tell you I'm working two jobs, bro. I'm on the bus. My daughter just was rushed to the hospital. She just had a baby. And I told you up front, if you can bear with me through my crunch season, which is tax season, I told him up front. I said, you enter in my world when it's very, very tight, and it's going to be tight. But if you can hang in there, you'll be all right. Well, he couldn't hang, y'all. So that's what I'm saying. It's not that Dr. D be rude, or it's not that I be trying to give, I don't give guys a chance. It's like, they don't give me a chance. <laughs> you know, they ask, they ask me out before they even, you know, they don't have no patience. They say, I give excuses. I'm being honest, and that's what I'm talking about. People want the truth, but they can't handle the truth. This dude, he couldn't handle the truth. Now, with all that said, and if you are listening, Pastor, yes, I'm talking about you. Because I'm trying to apologize and say, you know what, I I apologize, I'm just getting back to you. But right now, my plate is overflowing. And you say you called when? I say, yeah, I got a lot of missed calls. Um, But, yeah, that... Yeah, I missed your call, but I tried to text you back. But that's the weekend my daughter was rushed to the hospital. So he, before I even finished saying she was rushed to the hospital, he just jumped into my sentence before I ended it with a period. He didn't even let me finish. He said I was giving excuses. So you, and he said, well, you're not listening to me. I said, well, you know what? I can really say you are not hearing me. It's a different from listening and hearing. And as I see, you're not hearing me. So with that said, you guys, I say, well, you know what? You have a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. You know, in so many words, I know you're not going to try to talk, call me back. And I'm not going to even try to continue this because you're showing me you have no patience. Even as the pastor would have said, what? Your, your daughter rushed to the hospital? Is everything okay? 
you know, as a pastor, you would shift out of that mold of yourself and put your pastoral hat on and show some concern. So you showed me, you exposed your real character. That is all about you, brother. And I'm sorry if you have come and surrendered yourself to other sisters or other women that didn't really demonstrate certain things to you. But, hey, I'm genuine. I'm straight up. I told you up front. You enter you enter in my word. I say, what's your real purpose? I'll say that. Because you're about to enter into my world that's going to be very, very tight. And if you can hang in there until my tax season is passed, then you'll be all right. He couldn't hang, y'all. He couldn't hang. So that's the process of elimination for me, you guys. It's not that Dr. D don't want to mingle with the opposite sex or give a man a chance. I do give him a chance. The thing is, you guys, they don't give Dr. D a chance. They don't give me a chance. They don't have patience with me. You know, they don't show that they really care about me. Yeah, you came and brought me a printer pertaining to my business for the workshop, but then you demonstrated you really didn't care about me. You see how they work? So, um, that's where I'm at with the opposite sex. Um, I strive to try to give brothers opportunity, you know. Even the ones that I, I, I thought that I knew and I thought they knew me and cared about me, you know, and, um, Gave them opportunity to enter my world, and what happened? They thought the Jekyll Mr. Hyde. And um, look at my girl with Tamla Maine. That is such an honor. My girl Carol, she be everywhere. And that's just what it's going to be like for Dr. D. Everywhere. Boom Factor Road Trip. We're going to be everywhere, you guys. I'm not going to stay in this one place and be, you know, locked down. Oh, look at us. Oh, they're going to um, Chris, Unity Christmas toy giveaway. They're giving away bikes. That's beautiful. That is awesome. They're going to have a lot, a lot of blessed children. But they got to remember, it's Jesus' birthday, not yours. So where is Jesus' gifts? (laughs) On Christmas Day should be a day of soul winning for Christmas. That's what I feel. That's the best gift we can give. Jesus is other people's hearts. Why? Because it's his birthday. Everybody give gifts on Jesus' birthday besides Jesus himself. Ain't that something? Even though I know, I know, Dr. D already know that he was not born on Christmas. I'm just saying. So, let me clear that up for you guys. I already know this. 
Okay. Curry. Oh, see with the walls grow. When the Walls Group just started out, my daughter introduced me to the Walls Group. And so we used to su- support them by going to their concerts and stuff. That was before, um, that was before um, Curry Franklin even picked them up. We got pictures with them and everything. That's why, and they said they wouldn't come to Africa. I sent them an email, but you know what? I do understand now they have managers and it's like, you know, they don't know nobody now. (laughs) I don't want to be like that. I really don't. I know you got to be careful when you get at a certain level, you know? You got to have things in place to protect you. So I have my top my top three videos, well, the top 12 videos for the 12 Days of Christmas, right? So, number two, you guys, I got 24 things that every black mom says to their children. <laughs> Wait, I'm going to put it on a on a feed. I think I might make that one of my top things. So, I just was saying hi to you guys. I'm about to get up. It's 10. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and get ready. And then on the next episode, I'm going to let you guys hear the 24 things that every black mom has to say. And that's going to be on our, um, the sixth day of Christmas. (laughs) Okay, God bless you guys. Greetings to you. This is Dr. D from the Boom Factor. I just want to encourage you that your voice is important. I'm telling you, every time I need to hear that certain word, that certain sound, that certain laughter, that certain story, that certain experience that you share, it's right on time for me. Your message is important. And I just want to take this time out to say thank you. Thank you for not only favoring my station, for being there for me when I turn on your podcast. But I want to say thank you for sharing your voice to the world. You are saving somebody's life. You're bringing joy to someone. And I want to encourage you. And I also want to thank you for voting for me for the Kingdom Business Expo and now voting for me for the Boom Factor Show at the Rhythm of Gospel Awards. Thank you again. God bless you. This is Dr. D. Okay, you guys, I'm back. I, I've i done it um, 12 days of Christmas on, this is, what page is this on? On my um, Danya Urban, well, Facebook.com, Redeemed by the Blood. But it's the Boom Factor Facebook page also. And so the top. The top 12 videos I've pulled from my archives, right? So for number two, I have the 24 things every black mom says <laughs> to their children. So y'all enjoy. <laughs>
If you cold, and I'll take you out. If you cold, get a blanket. We go into the store, room number one and room number two. Don't ask me for nothing and don't touch nothing, okay? Look, I hope you know your homework like you know that game. You better shut up before I give you something to cry about. You better beat the streetlights home. Don't make me come out there looking for you. You wanna go where? To the mall? Okay, well, people in hell want ice water, but they don't always get what they want. Pick them clothes up off the floor. Do I look like your maid? Hazel don't live here. Your father is not a glass maker. Don't make me get my belt. Stay out of grown folks' business. Don't be running in and out of my house. If you want to be inside or out, letting all my cool hair outside. What's wrong with you? You got McDonald's? You got McDonald's money? We don't have stock in Con Ed. Turn the lights off. You better fix your face before I fix it for you. Oh, you think I'm playing with you? I don't know who the hell you think you're talking to. Keep talking. Keep talking. I'll knock the taste out your mouth. I don't care what your friends are doing. If they jump off a bridge, you're gonna jump off too? You can't go. What I look like, boo fool? Any man that respects you won't keep you out this late. That room better be clean or you ain't going outside. Whose house? Joe's house. Do I know Joe's mother? Oh, well then problem solved, then you can't go. That's it, that's, that's the end of the story, don't ask me again. I am the mama, you are the child. <laughs> Oh my God, that is so hilarious. If that is not us talking to our children, oh my gosh. Uh, my, I don't know who sent this to me, but mostly everything that they have said, I have said, and probably added more adjectives to it. <laughs> so you guys, uh, that's my uh, number two spot top videos of the 12 days of Christmas on my Facebook page on Boom Factor Facebook. Well, it's facebook.com Boom Factor. Okay, and then on here, we'll have our top episodes that I am putting um, all together. And so now we on um, this is part of episode 6. I think. <laughs> And I might add some other stuff to the episode so it can be at least an hour long. And then we'll do the top five. Then we go five, four, today. And on day Christmas, we'll have the number one episode that I I, I would choose of the Boom Factor Hottest Episodes of the Year. Woo, and um, so far you guys are really enjoying it, and I'm glad that y'all enjoying my um, Boom Factor show. Um, Gloria TP5 say that um, her mother really enjoyed my show, so thank you. Um, I want y'all go chime in over there. She's um, Eruptions, um, what's the name of her podcast? Um, I know it's the eruptions. Got to forgive me, Gloria TP. I'm just waking up. Uh, some of you guys already favor her station. Some newcomers just coming on. Um, when you go and listen to the feed, that's what I'm trying to plug in. Plug in my my favorites that have favored my station. I favor their station. I listen to their podcast. 
and um, you guys go ahead and network. We have some awesome people that's on um, the Boom Factor family, uh, some independent artists. If you desire to get a professional interview done that you can plug in on your website, check out Wolf Inspiration. Somebody had asked me, won't you do some interviews? But that's not what God called me to do. To be honest with you, and as y'all see, how I'm going to do it. Where, what, what, what's, what millisecond did Dr. D can squeeze in there to do interviews? It's, it's just, look, look what's happening now. So I have to work with what I have, do what I have, um, and just make sure that I'm focused on what God had me to do in between um, uniting with the other ministries that God have uh, connected me with. We're doing a lot of things. I'm part of Unity Ministries Global. Some awesome things about to happen over there. I have the Boom Factor TV show. I have the radio show. I have the ministry. I have my business. And I'm working. Whoa, see, that's a lot. And it's task, it's tasking. Um, I've noticed it's tasking when I'm going outside of what I'm doing. And what I mean about that, I mean, I can see the difference dealing with the secular job and dealing with the job that God has given an assignment for all of us to do. So that's a nice little subject that we can talk about in the future because we're dealing with all different type of personalities and that's why it's so important to be in the right assignment. Now I know I'm in the right assignment, however I know soon and very soon this night job gonna be it. So God will come up with another part for the insurance and the insurance through my night job is a just in case insurance. <laughs> Cause really I don't go to the hospital and I I canceled that other insurance. They was taking out um sixty something dollars every week. That mean I was paying two hundred and something dollars, you guys, a month for medical insurance. That I don't even go to the doctor. I don't even it's like, okay, I do have a gold card, a Harris County insurance, where if I do have to go in the hospital, I'm still covered. I go to any hospital will take you, but if anything major, I go to Bentop. They have excellent doctors over there. But praise the Lord, I'm healed in everything. And I, and I know what my body can stand, and that's why I know I had needed to get some rest, you know. Once I rest, and see, once my daughter come and get me, um, and, and, and we get to the house or whatever, guess what? I'm going to sleep. I'm going to rest. And then I'll be able to be fresh tomorrow, and hey, it's about to go down, chop that season and stuff up, you know, and um, get ready, have that stuff. I do have to go to, what time it is? I do have to go get some containers. I need to go buy these containers in. I need to call uh, Dr. Rogers. Uh, I got to make this call. So that's it for right now. Um, That is it. I'm about to get dressed. And I wanted to add that to 
um, number six on the sixth day of Christmas. Hottest episodes of 2018, and that was a video from my top videos of 2018. That's on Boom Factor through the Facebook. Okay, you guys, God bless you. Thank you for voting. Go vote. Y'all can vote every day for for Boom Factor up to March, and um, we're gonna have a good time next year. Okay. Much love to you guys. Love you. God bless. But my whole point is that exactly. <laughs> Bring me some glory on that one. <laughs> God is awesome. I do want to touch on one thing. Um, <laughs> and when we was talking about, um, I, I got a question. Let me, and and, I, and I, I know this is, but just answer the question. This question is far, far way out to the left. But I'm going to tell you why after this. If we were human, and we're Genesis, and he made every single animal he called for, every single animal, fish, air, earth, and water, what would you choose to be if we were human? Mm. What would you choose to be? Remember, if God made everything, what would you be? Probably the water. Huh? Probably the water. No, no, no. Which animal he created? Not, not human. What would you be? That's my favorite fish, that water. I have to study it. No, no, no. I would say a bird. You would say a bird? I would say a bird. A lion. Chihuahua, he got Doberman up. 
because he can get underneath, and the first thing he's going to attack is his underneath, his vitals, because he's small and, he, and he's fat. So, yeah, so you look at, I was looking at the idea of leadership. If there was no human, because he said have dominion. So, eagle, lion, lamb is spiritually, which I understand, but I think I would have ate that lamb for, for lunch. Yeah, is when you eat the lamb. Uh, the eagle could have got all of that. And I'm, what I'm saying is that that is where you look at your, where we are as humans. We look at things around us like, okay, these people are bigger than us, or these got more money, or this person got uh, been in ministry so long, then what, what am I? When, when Jesus said, no, that wasn't Jesus. Uh, uh, they went to get grapes. It's in the tribe of Elmer, he got grapes. And they. And, yeah, and. And we felt like grass grasshoppers. Hoppers. Yeah. Why? Because that's how they thought. Yeah. Their mind, was, mindset. Huh? That's how they thought. Yeah. They because they were so, so, so big. They were uh, like giants. And with that being said, God made the humans just like as it says over in Genesis 1 and 26. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creepy thing that creepeth upon the earth. And then, you get kicked out of the Garden of Eden. Y'all ever think about that? You get kicked out of the Garden of Eden. Had everything. Beautiful. Everything. But we got kicked out of the garden. Well, it was for our protection, though. Yeah. He gave mm-hmm. us what he did. This is yours. Mm-hmm. And we get kicked out because of what? Disobedience. He gave us dominion over the fowl, over the fish. And then we, today, what do we do with it? Huh? We'll abuse it. We shoot them out of the air, shoot them over here. We're going to target practice. We, we gather and we sail far beyond what we're supposed to. It reminds me of the man come out of the tomb when uh, uh, the, the demon said, we're legion with 6,000. Let us go into the pigs. 2,500 pigs. Start talking committed suicide. Somebody had to pay for that. The Jews got mad. The Jews over there are using the food, uh, the pig as a food chain. Yeah. Yeah. Abuse it. They, they don't eat they it. They don't eat it, but, but they sell, sell it. Right <laughs> yeah, y'all catch it right, 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 right. We, we talk about perfection, bring glory back to God. And, and the whole thing is that we have to be careful who we are. Mm. So in church, what do we do? I'll give you a word if you get my thousand dollar line. Mm-hmm. I tell you what God wants to tell you. He just got $500. Wow. I had, uh, one, guy, uh, one of the prophets, the master prophet, he called himself, was selling books. He said, okay, anybody want to buy 10 books? Uh, and, I, and I can guarantee you God will bless you with a house. 10 books? Come over here and get 10 books. And they, had, they were in line. Give them $2,500. Books they can resell for $5. Crazy. They were selling them for like 100 to $300 that day. And he was standing in line. I'm looking at this. He just bought them a house. For what? <laughs> I'm, that's my point. I'm looking at this like trickery. Are we that dumb? 
I mean, I know he said sheep against sheep. But are we that though? Not, I'm talking about as humans. That's why I started off one thing. If, if an animal, what would you be? Right. And then you tell me you got a human. You got you got dominion over all of this. And then you tell me we get kicked out. Then he said we, we can have all of this. And then turn around as today, we have lost all of our authority. We have lost all of our leadership. We have lost all of our intelligence level spiritually to a point to realize who we are in God. That means that no matter what, through love and kindness of our drawing me. See, we, it's, there's a limit of what we can do to a point to where it won't fall in the category as trickery, as abuse, all those other different categories, mm-hmm. you know, that we're lying. You know, and it's that it's accepted by his people. That's what hurts so much. It's accepted by his people. That you don't even realize, like, wow, you've been you being abused, you've been misused, you 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 you're not in his will. And you think that, you know, what what is? You know what I said, bringing the glory back to uh, to God and, and the use of perfection, we have to realize who we are. You know, our testimonies are so important as though we come over our testimonies. And I'm just looking at this, how we how it just came together and and where we are right now in this day and time, 2018. This year is about to pass out. Ooh, thank you, Jesus. We're almost out of this year. Yes, Lord. You know, and I pray to God that everybody looking at it will be in the year 2019. Yes, because amen. It's been so sporadic how things are not like that. You know, at 12, at 11.30, something can happen. Mm-hmm. You know, and we have to know how to appreciate each other. Yeah. You know, not taking things so serious all the time. When like, You know, um, I, I look at when you got different DNA. That's why we went there right from the beginning. You got different DNA, different characteristics, different responses. You know, I said that earlier about certain things. If you got a different response on certain uh, subjects and titles, then you can't take that personal. I don't want to talk to that person anymore because they, they, they agree with me. I don't want to do that because right. they, you know, right. they, they don't like that. You know, right. I, you know what? I do like this. Not a problem. Right. You know, this is what we got to do. You don't want to do it? Find, what, find something else. Find another solution. Right. I don't have time for that. Right. I'm literally mentally... At this point where I don't have time. Right. Amen. And if it's a negative thing, I'm going to put it to the side. All right, I'm not even going to deal with that. Then, you know, that person just got to deal with it by themselves. Because we have to go to another, it's going to another level. We're in end times. We have to be the examples. Be the example of walking around with a halo on and it's, it's connected it back and it's blinking, it's light. It's like, doesn't mean nothing. Amen. Reactions, Amen. Responses, how you talk. Amen. How you act. Yeah. That is so important. That's your halo. If your halo is blinking, you got a problem. It's about to go out. And if you ain't got no halo, that is a problem. We have to know who we are and who we are. And we have to start acting like that. Amen. You'd be surprised how people are watching yes. your responses yeah. all the time. You'd be surprised. Your neighbors, your kids, your cousins. You know, and then uh, again, last night, 2 in the morning, that phone call, I would have never expected from that person. But God knows who you are, and he's going to use you. Amen. You are very important. Every last one is very important. Unity Ministries is at a whole other level, and it's going to go to another level. And if everybody's ministry is as part, it's going to go to even another level. Young lady yesterday said, went to... Went to another level and it felt like the beginning again. Mm-hmm. Well, see, there's a devil for every level. 
We don't let the devil level you. You level the, the devil. devil. Yeah. And every time you stretch to go to the next level, that stretch right there is pain. Yeah. Mm. It don't feel good. It don't even look like you, buy, you got somebody with you. That's another level. Guess what? Those down there might not have been chosen to go. Whoa. So as soon as I'm you go that. up, that ladder might break. Whoa. You might be the last person on that ladder. My Lord. What are you going to do? Drop? And go back Mm-mm. and see if we can get a hook and a rope. No, I'm gonna keep you individually has to do what God tells yeah. you to do. Yes, yes. Regardless, if nobody else is there, you still got to go. When everybody else is asleep three or four in the morning, if that <laughs> God chose you, then you got to be working. Yes. <laughs> Whatever it is, you got to meet that deadline. Yes, Lord Jesus. Because if you don't meet that deadline and have that piece of pie in the cup in the in the, uh, in the pot, then guess what? It's not completed. And if it's not completed, it's awkward. And then that means that God's word will go back as void. And he can't do that. So you have to complete your task. It might not be perfect, but you did it. You might not have been so perfect in every way. You have the best attitude 24-7, but you did it. And guess what's going to happen? You're going to be blessed. I like what she said. Uh, uh, our blessings are in heaven. And Satan can turn around and have you building houses on earth. He did, that doesn't mean that you don't do what God has you to do before you be blessed here. You know, in that case, we all be sleeping under the bridge. So we blessed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it means that For real. Where is, your, where is, your, what is your priority? Yes, that's it. That's it. What is your intentions? That's it. Why are you doing what you're doing? Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and that's how God is, is blessing. And it's going to be even more so. I, I say, hey, you know what? If I get to heaven, I got a crown. That's all that matters. But I got stones in my crown. I know that. Mine, because you, you win and sold for the kingdom. Yeah, mine is blinking. There's, there's stones. Yeah. There's diamonds. There's rubies. Yes. And it's important because when I walk, it's not going to be arrogant, but I'm definitely going to walk tall. Yeah. You know, because we have to. Like Paul said, when all this is gone, guess what? It's a new city coming down. Streets of gold. Come on. A new Jerusalem. Come new on. Jerusalem. Come on. See, the, the uh, Jehovah's Witnesses say, well, only four, what is it, 400,000? 144,000. Really, I said, why are you giving your spot away? Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. If it's 144, you guys don't over. How you know you're going to be in it? That's away? it. Come on. You know? You, <laughs> you give it to me. I'm going to take it, and then you're just going to be left behind. Mm-hmm. You know, because he said the last shall be first, and the first shall be last. So where that leaves you? See, we have to, we got to know who we're talking about, what we're talking about, and how how we're going to present. So that means that if God gave you a vision, man, work that vision. Amen. Work that vision. Yes. Yes. So we got to bring that glory back to God. I just want to pick it back around with her, and I hope to help somebody. Yes. You know, and uh, God is good. Amen. Amen.
Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory. Thank you, Jesus, for the smarty. You know, I'm I'm always I'm always hearing Dad speak. It's raining outside here in H Town. My, 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 my. And cold. 
my, 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 and I have to get out of here and go to class. But while I'm getting ready, you know, I feel the impression of the power of God on me talking about how things is a domino effect and people don't understand. And um, as individuals, we have, especially adults, we have a lot of personal development that we have to go through. We really have to really slow ourselves down, especially as leaders, you know, and really come back to the basics. I know a lot of things have been thrust out because of the tradition of men in the past and kind of, uh, not kind of, but the enemy used that chokehold as a sort of distinction, I mean, a sort of strife and division within the family of God that forced individuals to go out and begin to um, launch in their assignments. But with that launching, um, another device that had been launched <laughs> in the family of God to now we have to really be careful with the spirit of pride. That's why I searched and searched and searched because uh, in Psalms it says there's safety in a multitude of counsels. I know, <laughs> I know I need to be uh, in the midst of other uh, powerful men and women of God, but I need to be around individuals with their heart after God. And, and the word of God tells us even... Kenneth Hagen, the late Kenneth Hagen, uh, wrote some profound manuals that I learned from uh, how to pray, what the Holy Spirit is, uh, spiritual warfare. Uh, as I stated in one of my other episodes that I grew up on, Lester Summerall, I grew up on when God called me out of darkness into the marvelous light, you guys, like I was sharing about my experience as a child. And I was just looking back that um, religion didn't teach me, so I didn't get caught up into all the stuff that I'm hearing about you you serving a, a, a made-up God, you're serving all this kind of stuff. See, that can't pierce my heart because when God called me, he, he called me, and he put me where he wanted me to be. So I wasn't tainted. I wasn't co-host or I wasn't brainwashed. I wasn't... Um, in this religious set per se that people can um, really say that, oh, well, she's doing that because of this, this, this. No, God himself chose me. Now, up to this day, I'm firm and I'm anchored and I understand that God chose me. So now when I speak, I can speak in boldness, and it really don't matter. I already know I'm not called to everybody. I know everybody is not there. I'm not their cup of tea, you know, or their cup of coffee or, you know, you know, I, I just get all kind of things. However, you cannot deny the word of God that comes out of my mouth and what God reveals to me because it's the Father through the Holy Spirit that speaks and gives me the things to say. Now, no, some people may not like how it come out. But, like Daddy told me almost several years ago, I need to do one thing, daughter. I need you to be you and me. 
Don't worry about what you're going to speak and what you're going to say. At that moment, I will give you the words to say. And don't you know, that's how I've been walking this walk. Now that I'm growing in not only his grace and his favor and living by faith, I'm experiencing God in this whole new way that now I'm really seeing how he feels. I'm seeing what he sees. I'm seeing the heart of men. Whoa. And it and it it concerns me, you guys. It really, really concerns me to the point where God is concerned. And he is so much ready to release the angels to come and gather his children. But God himself says, I'm gonna lose a lot of my children. Why? Because their hearts are not with me anymore. Many are saying, Lord, Lord. Many are preaching the gospel of my son, Jesus Christ. Many are doing, many are doing, I'm looking. They Look, we sit up here and talk all the time. This is what the father's telling me, y'all. He say, daughter, we sit up here and look at, at you guys all the time. They doing some marvelous work. But then we got to do that x-ray vision and the heart is filthy. We we will not allow that deception of hearts back into the heavenly realm. That's why we cast out Lucifer. That's why you have the devil roaming, going to and fro, seeking who he made the vow in the heaven in the earthly realm. Well, it's really in the principalities. It's above us. We have dominion of the earth. But by us not surrendering our hearts to God, he say we give the devil access to the things in the earth. And that's why it may look like it's so prevalent, but no, we still have that power and authority as a believer in Christ to tread over him. Whoa, isn't that powerful? And, and guess what? I, I don't even worry about it anymore. You know, because when I love, I love hard. Even in friendship, I strive to to be that that friend that that person never had. I want to be that business person to that person that always got cheated. I want to help that person in ministry to at least launch something because other people say they didn't do it or they even paid people. This is another thing that baffled me. They pay people to help them do their ministry, and they don't even get it done. They come my way. I help them get it done. Then they get an attitude with me. Wow. That is so. See, that's what that scripture means. i never forget this day, that day, when this person called himself trying to talk to me like I wasn't nothing. And I heard this scripture say, don't give unto dolls what is holy. And don't cast your pearls before swine. Because the very thing that you give unto them, they'll turn around and trap it over you. And I literally experienced that. And I always try to understand what that scripture was about. And it pierced me, you guys. And that's how the soldiery series was birthed. Because it pierced me so hard that it was trying to take a TKO on me. 
and the enemy was trying to use that situation to try to bring me back to my old familiar ways. So with all that said, you guys, I'm in this fight of the good fight of faith, and um, I'm really seeing what the fight is. The fight is is to maintain God's pure love that you have in your heart, that God put in your heart towards whatever gift and talent that he has given unto you. And see, the, 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 the old church, the tradition of men, back two decades ago, caused so many to go and launch out. Now, yeah, I mean, hey, they got ministries and organizations and outreaching, busting out like the babies was coming out in Israel. They was coming out so fast Harris said, look, just go kill them all. Just just every baby from two years below, just kill them all. We don't know who the king going to be, so let's just kill them all. So watch this. I'm going to leave you all with this. So now, this same heronial spirit that's flowing in the, the family of God, all the ministries are being birthed. All platforms are being birthed. All mechanisms, all areas, I mean, it's just popping up everywhere, which is a good thing. But let me show you where the error is coming in at. Pride. Egotistic. Nobody can't tell nobody. Nobody's not being accountable to nobody. See what I'm saying? No matter what the president is doing, he's still accountable to the Senate, to the Congress. All right? He's doing his little executive order, but he only can do so much. You see, everybody's accountable to somebody. You see what I'm saying? And that's why I thank God that in the multitude of councils, they are safe. I'm always going to be around my council. I'm going to always be around somebody that has their eye open and their ear open, their heart open to the Spirit of God that they can give me a call and say, look, sis, we need to pray. This is what's going on. How you doing? What's going on? And then I have to have the confidence to know that when I talk to that person, they have my heart and they can pray and I can get help. I always joke around with my first lady. She's a a licensed Christian counselor, and I'm serious, and I'm gonna get with her. We gonna have a counselor. I, I, you know, because I have reviewed my life thus far, and I review my life as a believer in Christ, and that's what Boom Factor is all about. Believers that overcome with omnipotent manifestation, and God is doing the Boom Factors in my life. Um. It's a daily diary of my life as a believer and the things that I come, I face and how God is showing me what way to go, what to do, what not to do. He showed me stuff. I, I intermingle. I try to participate. I try to do this and that. And I'm like, well, what is this? It, it just, it just, I'm like, are we all serving the same God? See, y'all, I be trying to scratch my head. And sit down and try to figure this thing out. We 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 preaching about 
the same God where Jesus died and the Holy Spirit said, but are we really serving the same Spirit of God? Because there's some strange stuff happening, y'all, in the kingdom. The family of God, there's some strange stuff happening, and I'm scratching my head. So, yeah, I'm going moving forward. I'm doing, I'm going moving forward, but I'm also staying in the safety of my counsels. And one thing I am learning, I thank God for the man of God and the woman of God that God has put me with now. Oh my God, my heart, I really, really, and I, 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 and I'm, I'm honest the best that I can. I'm honest with him, both of them, you know, and they know that I am. I say, yeah, it was a fight for me to even start coming here. I mean, I was looking for him, but then when I start feeling God tugging me, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, God, but I be in ministries. I always start ministries at the grassroots. Why you always put me in the ministries that's starting all over? You know, and then when they get to a certain level, then they're going to do something. They're going to oust me out. They're going to try to find something on me. You know, uh, I'm tired of being treated, you know, like a, a, I can't even get the name anymore because I can't say other stuff because other people get treated better than the ones that's really by the person's side. You know, those that are loyal and faithful and committed, they're the ones that get treated like they're the enemy. Then you got other people come in, and they're riding the wave. The wave that you help build the, 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 the banks so it can float. You know, like somebody had told me before, and that really kind of hurt me. Like, like, all this time, that's all you can say about me? All this time. Yeah, that's why I'm glad you said that. You you remember that because you said out your mouth, you just get, no, 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 no. You, you didn't even let me finish my conversation, but since you went there, it wouldn't be no guess if it wasn't for me and somebody else. Okay? It wouldn't even be no guess for them to even sit to do what they're doing in this place. How can you even try to put your mouth on me like that to try to downgrade what God then did for you to other people? You didn't do this by yourself. And so that's what daddy is saying. God himself, he created the foundation. He built the foundation for us, right? He created everything. He made it good. And he said it's good. It's perfect. Next day, he created the, the fishes. He created the, the trees. He created everything, the day and night, the moon. I mean, he created everything for us to function properly. Now, to maintain it, right, he created Adam. Then he created Eve, right, to maintain it. And they broke the covenant. See, we break a covenant we we breaks the covenant that God put people together because we let our flesh get in the way our egos our pet peeves you know because a person don't live up to your standard and don't want to talk the way you want them to talk and act the way you want to act and be the way you want them to be so you feel like well I have no need of you because you don't want to do what I'm telling you to do you're not humble enough you ask too many questions. Just do what I say. No, 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 no. God even allow us to ask questions. God himself, 
He loves us so much, he will allow you to keep sinning to you to the point of overdose. And he's got the angels looking right at you, waiting for you to call upon him. He ain't going to touch you because he don't want no robots. He, he's not going to make us serve him, y'all. He's not going to do it. That's why he said, whosoever will, let them come. You see, the thing about it, I make clarion calls, so let them come. So whoever come, that's the ones that, well, I'm not going to chase after nobody. I'm not going to chase after nobody to help do nothing. I'm here. I make the announcements. Hey, you can partake in it now, but I know for a fact, favor flows through this river. Come on. I live by faith. Hey, I have no sin that I'm practicing. You may not like my attitude. You may not like my mannerism. You may not like how I dress. You may not like how I have my hair. You may not like my accent. You may not even like where I come from. All these little pet peeves people have. Well, guess what? I am not called to you. But I am called to somebody. I'm called to them young men that was in that park on Sunday afternoon that came to me after and said, thank you for telling me that. Thank you for sharing about how the devil come to set me, come and set me up. Nobody never explained that like that. See, that's the ones I come to. That's the ones that I have to go into the street, go into the neighborhoods. Because my language can relate to their language. So, no, I, I just, so if people invite me somewhere and they feel like, oh, I may not be the cup of tea to the audience, no, that's your pet peeve. That's you doing that. Because it never fails. Every time that happens, now you got chaos because, see, I come in order. I come with the power of the Holy Ghost. I come with the anointing. I come with the anointing, with the word, in experience. With power, love, and a sound mind. <laughs> and that's the best I can do, according to the Holy Ghost. Because he told me, I'm going to be with you, daughter. I just need you to be you in me. And if I abide in him and let him abide in me and he abide with the Father, then we are one. And whatsoever I ask, in Jesus' name, it will be done. How about that? That's how Dr. D wrote. And upon that, I'm going to leave y'all with that. I'm just saying. <laughs> so y'all guys be blessed. I'm about to head on out of here. Um, it's kind of, it's raining, man. I'm telling you. It is raining. Raining. It's raining. And then I have to go to the post office to handle this from last week, remember? These individuals, boy, I tell you, and I pray the lady to be there because somebody going to have to handle something because I don't need my box closed because I have, uh, I got two emails that they, somebody sent, uh, sent me a package. And so I need to make sure I get to the, the box, you know, y'all, I can get into the, the post office box. And I just don't understand how, um, you know, individuals can be just so clueless, so thoughtless. 
you know it's, it's like wow so bless the lord uh, remember i am collecting donations you guys um just seven dollars if you already have a paypal account go friend a friend and just send me the five dollars okay um you'll be part of the boom factor um global outreach sending baby dolls to ghana you'll take part of that you can literally put that on your page okay you can literally i'll send Of success is a fear of failure. Some people are afraid to pursue their success because they believe they might fail. And so they don't try to do something new. Secondly, must be redefined. I want to talk about success for a minute because success has been misunderstood. First of all, the greatest enemy of success is the fear of failure. Some people are afraid to pursue their success because they believe they might fail. And so they don't try to do something new. Secondly, success is the potential destiny of all created things. Every seed has a tree in it. And the potential success of that tree is in that seed. And that's the way you are. Whatever you were born to do and be is in you now. And the success of your life depends on you becoming all that is trapped inside of you. The third thing about success is important is to define it. What is success? Here's a definition I thought worked for me for the last 20 years or so. And that is success is the completion and the fulfillment of the original intent or purpose for your existence or why you were created. Success is the completion and the successful fulfillment of the purpose for your existence or why a thing was made. In other words, success is not making a lot of money. Success is not having a big house with a car by a lake. Success is not having a lot of friends and a lot of accolades and a lot of plaques on the wall. Success is really very, very simple. It's you discovering your purpose and then completing it before you die. In other words, success must be measured by why you were created. Success is therefore purpose fulfilled. Success for the next year is going to be you making another step toward fulfilling your purpose in life, why you were born, making another step. And I believe that's why God gave us years, so we could live our lives a year at a time. Success is not measured by what you've done compared to what others have done. And this is very important because sometimes we compete with other people and because we do better than them, we think we are successful. Success is not outwitting or outclassing other people. You can always find somebody less than you, so you think you are successful. Therefore, success should not be measured by what you've done compared to what others have done. Then how do you measure success? Here's how you measure it. Success is measured by what you've done compared to what you should and could have done. Let me say it again. Success is measured by what you've done compared to what you should and could have done. In other words, the only person who knows how successful you are is you and God. 
I remember one day when I came home from school as a junior high student, I got, I came first in my exam. I got the highest grade. And when I got home, I showed my grades to my mother. And my mother looked at the grade and she says, you came first in the class. You beat everybody else. I said, I sure did. I beat everybody else. I said, aren't you happy? I came first. And she looked at my grades and she said, I'm disappointed in you. I said, why? She said, you came first with 69. You ain't smart. The other's just dumber. In other words, I was measuring my success against other people. She says, she says you can do better than this. In other words, she was teaching me a lesson that success is not measured by how you compare with other people, but how you compare with what you are capable of doing yourself. And that's what 2004 must be about. It must not be about you trying to beat other people to the punch. As a matter of fact, when you read the Bible, the Bible says the race in God's plan is not to the swift. You don't come first because you are ahead. The race is those who what? Endure to end. They finish what they started. That's success. Purpose, therefore, is the key to success. Finding your purpose and fulfilling it. Now, I want you to write some of these things down about purpose, and this is very important. Here's a statement I found that encouraged me for many years, and that is, what lies behind us and what lies before us are tiny matters compared to what lies within us. When you look back at the failures of this year, you know some things didn't go right. You know some things you didn't accomplish. Some of you failed in doing some things you really wanted to do. Your goals were not fulfilled. And some of my goals personally have not been fulfilled. And you can look back and be depressed. But looking behind you doesn't help you for the future. And looking ahead of you can really make you afraid because you look at the uncertainty of whether you will succeed. But I come to tell you that what's important tonight is what's within you now. And God has placed in you everything you need to become all you were born to be. And you are carrying it right now. And therefore, the word of God said it so well. It says, unto him who was able to do exceedingly, abundantly above, beyond all you can ever ask or think, according to the power that's working, not in heaven, but he's placed the power inside of you. And that means that whatever you were born to do and become is on the inside of you. Very important to understand that. Can I make you this statement about purpose, therefore? Purpose is so powerful, and if you understand it, it becomes personal. Number one, you were created with a purpose and for a purpose. Nobody here is a mistake. Not one person in this planet came here as an experiment. You were not born just to make a living and keep a job and pay bills and then die. You were not born just to, to, to retire and get some pension and then fade away and we put you in a plot somewhere. You were born because there's something God wanted done that required you. You exist because God wanted something to happen on earth that he gave you to do. As a matter of fact, Job 36 says this, and I love this verse, verse 5. It says, God is mighty, but does not despise men. He is mighty and firm in his purpose. That word despise means to ignore. God does not ignore 6.1 billion people on earth right now. Each one of them, God has a specific purpose for them, and he will not despise or ignore them. You were born to do something very critical. Here's my favorite verse in the Bible, Proverbs 1, Proverbs 19, verse 21. It says, many are the plans in your heart, but the Lord's purpose for you will prevail. Say amen. God said you got many plans for 2004. 
But before you make plans, consult me for my purpose, he says, because I got a purpose for your life in 2004. There's some things God want done in you in 2004. And that's why you shouldn't just go about making plans without spending time with God. That's why you have to stop and begin the year in his presence like this, because you ain't smart enough to figure out your future. And God knows your future long before you was created, and therefore he wants you to know his purpose so your plans can be in keeping with his purpose. What a tragedy to be successful in the wrong thing. It's frightening to be perfectly successful in something God never told you to do. Mm. Therefore, the future of your life should be always tapping into God. What did he created me to be? And, and therefore, God says his purpose will prevail. What is purpose? Purpose is defined as the original reason for the existence of a thing. In other words, purpose is why a thing was made. Secondly, purpose is the reason why something was created. In other words, whatever you were born to do is why God created you. You were not born just to live a life and just die. You were born to accomplish something specifically. Matter of fact, success is making it to the end of your purpose. That is success. It's like, it's like a bird trapped in an egg. If that bird never flies, that bird is a failure. It never made it to flight. And that is what success is. Success is not just existing. Success is making it to the end of why you were born. Every banana tree, every mango tree, every apple tree is the end of the seed. And the seed is not successful until it makes it to the tree and has fruit on it. And that's what success is about. It's about fulfilling and completing your purpose in life. I want to talk about purpose and time for a minute. Write this down. Very important. This, this blew my mind some years ago. And that is time was created by God. He put you in it, but he doesn't live in it. What is time? We're talking about one year. Time is defined as an interruption in eternity. In other words, God who lives in forever took a little piece of forever and called it time. And then he put us in it. In other words, time has a beginning and an end and is trapped in forever. In other words, God lives in eternity. Eternity has no measure. It has no, no time in it. It is timeless. Matter of fact, eternity is time without measure. So God lives in eternity, but he created time, put us in it, and then he gave us time to be lived in days and weeks and months and years. And we're about to change another year, which is 52 weeks, which we have to account for in our lives tonight. We're about to enter another 52 weeks of our life, and we want to make sure that those 52 weeks are used for what God gave us birth for. Everything in, in, is time without measure in eternity. Now watch this. We were placed in time to fulfill purpose. There's a tremendous understanding of this in the Bible. Purpose gives meaning to life and time. If you don't know your purpose in life, your life and time will have no meaning. You'll simply be frustrated and wondering, why am I here? What am I going to do? Why do I hate this job? Why am I going to the same place all the time? And you begin to be frustrated, and your frustration is taken on other people because you don't have any meaning for your life. Whenever somebody commits suicide, they usually leave a note for someone. The note normally says, I had no reason for living. That is the saddest thing in the world. But there are some people who don't commit suicide instantly. They're committing suicide slowly, like taking drugs every day, like drinking alcohol every day. It's what I call slow suicide. They, they can't see something more important than smoking uh, cigarettes or drinking alcohol or taking cocaine or something. In other words, they haven't found something more important than the drug. 
they're committing suicide. The reason why I don't drink alcohol and I don't smoke is because I found something more important for my life that these things will interrupt with. And so I have to stop whatever stops me from fulfilling my dream. And therefore, when you have a purpose for your life, it disciplines your behavior and chooses your habits. Purpose gives life meaning. Here's another statement I thought was interesting in the book of Ecclesiastes 3, verse 1, one of my favorite verses. It says, to everything there is a season, and to every purpose there's a time under heaven. In other words, if you are in heaven, it's eternal, there's no time. But when you come below heaven, you now have a purpose that has been fulfilled in time. That means you were born to do something, but you ain't got forever to do it. And therefore, you are on a race between you and your grave. I always tell people my, my greatest motivator is death. When I think about my death, it makes me work hard. And death has been placed in my life as a timing. As a matter of fact, the next verse of that chapter says, there's a time to be born and a time to die. In other words, you got to know that there's a time you're supposed to die, and you're supposed to complete your assignment before you die. And if you die before you complete your assignment, you were killed. This is why God says he gave you time to fulfill your purpose. Look at verse 10. It says, I have seen the burden God has placed upon all men. And that burden is he has made everything beautiful in this time. The word beautiful there means matured. He gives you time to fulfill and mature everything that you were created to do. In other words, whatever you were born to do, you were given the right amount of time to do it in. Now, there are some people living on overtime right now because you haven't found your purpose and God has given you grace. You remember that there was a man who actually lived his fulfillment of his purpose and God told him it's time to die. His name was Hezekiah. And Hezekiah, God, men in person, God said, Hezekiah, you've done what you're supposed to do. It's time to die. Hezekiah argued with God. He must have been from the Bahamas. He said, God, I don't want to die now. I don't want to die now. I want to live long. God says, no, you must die now. He said, no, I don't want to die now. Give me some more years. And he begged God and God gave him 15 extra years. In those 15 extra years, he gave birth to some of the worst kings of Israel. Wow. Tell your neighbor, die when you're supposed to. Wow. When you pass your time, you begin to do foolishness. That's why it's important for you to find your purpose and maximize the use of your time for the glory of God. Now here's something I thought was interesting too. He also says this statement. It says, and the Lord also has set eternity in their hearts of every man, yet they cannot fathom what God has done from beginning to end. That is a very important statement. Let me explain what it means. It says, God took you out of eternity and put you in time. In other words, your spirit is an eternal spirit that came to this earth with an eternal purpose, but God trapped it in a body in time. That means you are literally an eternal spirit in a timed body. That's a problem. Now, look at this verse again. It also says, he has done something that you cannot fathom. And what is it? What he has done from the beginning to end. In other words, God took the beginning of your life and the end of your life and put them both in a body and put it in time. So you came to earth with your beginning and your end inside of you now. This is very important. That means your future is not ahead of you. We keep thinking we're going to our future. And that's why we keep depending on people, depending on relationships, depending on connections. But your future is not ahead of you in other people's
favor. Your future is trapped inside of you, and you are carrying your own raw material. Amen. And that is why your future does not depend on your external environment. Amen. Sometimes you are with people who don't like you. That's okay. Because as long as you like you, what's inside of you will bring you through. Come on, man. Write this down, please. The purpose for time. Very important. The value of life it's not in its duration, but its donation. You are not important because of how long you live. You are important because of how effective you live. And most people are so concerned about growing old rather than being effective. The people who have impacted the world didn't live long. Martin Luther King, John F. Kennedy. I mean, these people who impact the world were not old people. But they lived so effectively that we cannot erase them from history. The oldest man in the Bible is Methuselah. He lived to be six, 969 years. What a guy. And the only thing the Bible says about him is he died. I would love to borrow some of his years. What, what would I do with his years? Some people just want to live long. No, it's how effective you live. My challenge to you tonight is to make 2004 look like five years. Decide to do so much in this year with so much focus and concentration that people are going to think that you lived five years in one year. And that can happen if you decide to follow God's purpose for your life. Don't waste any time in 2004. Choose friends that will help you get to your goal. Read books that will take you to your destiny and eat things that will keep your body in shape to get there. Amen. Say amen anyhow. Amen. There are some friends you have to drop mm. at 12 midnight tonight if you're going to make it to your dream. Amen. And there are some new friends you got to associate with to get to your destination. Amen. Because your future is not ahead of you. It's in you. It's inside of you. Write this down. Time is divided into days, weeks, and years so that we can live life in doses. God wow. is so good. God gave you the joy of living life a day at a time. The Bible says, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice in that day and be glad in it. Now we have 365 days already gone, and we can thank God that we did something, but hopefully you can live a better use of your days in 2004. God gave us years so we can end and begin in life. That's why he gave us years, so we can end life and begin again. Time was given to us to provide closure to failure and success. Please write that down. This is very important to understand. Some of you have done poorly in 2003. You've really messed up in 2003. You, you did some dumb things. Well, this moment gives you an opportunity to bring closure to that. Some of you lost your sanity and lost your virginity. Some of you lost your business and lost your sense. But now you can bring closure to it tonight yes, and say, Lord. that was last year. Say amen. amen. I was a fool last year, yes, but Lord. now this year I'm going to be a wise person. Amen. In other words, years bring privilege of closure. Also, you notice I said it brings closure for success also. Because even if you succeeded in this past year, you should not live on those successes. Amen. Why? The greatest enemy of progress is your last success. 
You can be so impressed by what you've done in 2003 that you don't do anything in 2004. And you're just as much of a failure if you don't do what you could do because of what you did. Don't let your success in 2003 prevent your new successes in 2004. Tell your neighbor, you ain't seen nothing yet. You ain't seen nothing Come on, yet. shake yourself. Say, you ain't seen me yet. You ain't seen me yet. Tell your neighbor, 2004. It's 2000. I'm going to reveal more. In 2019. In other words, we want to see more of you before you I'm die. Give God a hand. We'll see it, won't we? Come on now. We're going to see it. Come on now. What's the future of purpose? Now, purpose has a future in it already. Write this down. The future of all creation is hidden in creation. Flight is trapped in birds, and swim is flapped, trapped in fish. Trees are trapped in seeds. A cow is trapped in a calf. Everything that God created, he put in it what it's supposed to become. In other words, the future of a seed is not outside the seed, it's in the seed. And so it is with you. Whatever you were born to do is already trapped in you. The future existed before the present. <laughs> this is very important. Now, why am I so confident as a man? Why am I so confident as a human being? What makes me so confident is that one statement right there. If you want to face the future with confidence, you've got to be convicted in your heart that your future is actually God's past. Mm. Oh. oh, help me explain this. Oh. In other words, no manufacturer makes a product without finishing it first. Right. <laughs> Come on now. Whoa. Before Ford Motor Company creates a car, it finishes it first. It designs it, completes it, all the engineering drawings, everything is set. And when it's finished, then they start it. In other words, they present the future first, then they go back and create the present. Come on now. Now listen carefully now. Whatever you were born to do, God finished first. When God decided what he wanted you to become, then he decided, let me start you. Mm. So your future existed before your present. Your present is carrying the future every day. And that's why... You shouldn't worry about 2004 at all. Because 2004 is just another strip of time to reveal what's already in you that's already God's past, which you call your future. Amen. You'll get it some other time. In other words, the future is unmanifested purpose. The future is a product of a product is the manufacturer's past. God is not wondering about your success in 2004. He already lived your year for you. Wow. Ooh. Amen. There's a verse of scripture in the Bible that's incredible. Can you turn to it, please? Psalm 139. When I was 15 years old, this verse changed my life in high school. Psalm 139, verse 14 says, When I was hid in the depths of the dirt of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. The next verse says, And all the days of my life, now, the, the verse before that says, I am fearfully and wonderfully, wonderfully made, marvelous are the works of your hands, O Lord, for my soul knows this. The next verse says, and all the days of my life were written in your book before any of them came to be. Mm. Did you hear what I just said? Yes, Lord. At Psalm 139, 14 and 15. It says, I have written your entire life in a book. 
before they began. The next verse says, and if I was to count your thoughts about me, O Lord, it would be so amazing, it would be as if I'm attempting to count the sands on the seashore. In other words, God has some things planned for you that if he told you all of them, it'll blow your mind. Your future is far better than what you're doing right now. God's book for your life is already finished. You're in chapter 1. Some of you are in chapter 3. 2004 is simply a chapter in the book. What you've got to do is to uh, contact the author to find out what's supposed to happen in this chapter. Can I hear an amen? You are not just here to live another 365 days. You are here to accomplish some specific things this year that God already planned for your life that's already finished. What's good about this is that the future is unreleased destiny. Your future is your destiny trapped inside. The future is your predestination. The future is God's past for your life. Let me quote a scripture that I thought was interesting that may help you with this. Because the future is the end trapped in the beginning. Let me prove that from the Bible. It says in the book of Isaiah, chapter 46, an interesting statement. Please turn to that chapter. And I want to make these comments about the future. Your future is not ahead of you, but it is trapped within you. You possess your future now, not tomorrow. Thirdly, God is committed to the future he placed in your present. How can you be confident about making it through 2004? No, no problem. Because God is committed to his own investment. Some of you are wondering how you're going to make it to the end of 2004 with all your bills paid, all your needs met, and everything that you need provided. I am here to tell you good news. The God who gave you that future already is committed to it. <laughs> when God told Moses to go to the children of Israel in Egypt and tell them he's going to let them come out of there, he didn't tell them how he's going to pay for it and finance that. But he told Moses, we're going to bring them out. And Moses went and told Pharaoh, God says, I must come and get the people. And God says, well, Moses, you go tell Pharaoh, let him go. And God didn't tell Moses how he was going to get the money to finance over a million people in that desert. But do you know that before they came out, God waited until the last night. And in one night, God, the Bible says, caused the Egyptians to be favorable toward the Israelites. And they gave them all their gold and silver and trinkets and glass and diamonds and all the wealth and all the food and all the donkeys. In other words, in one night, God financed the whole trip. Mm. God's going to do that for you in 2004. Some of you are trying to figure out, how is it going to happen? God is going to finance your investment that he put in your life because he is committed to his future he put inside your life. Amen. Don't worry about tuition payment. Don't worry about paying off your house bills. Don't worry about buying that piece of property. Why? You will get it. Why? Because if it's God's vision for your life, the provisions is already in 2004. Amen. Ooh, 2019. Hey, 2019. It's God. And my resource is waiting for me. Let me tell you, 2004 has so much wealth for you, it's waiting for you to get there. I'm going to say it again. 2004 has so much wealth for you, 
it is waiting for you to get into 2004. Wow. Matter of fact, by January or May or April or September, some of you are going to have a history of a testimony Woo. that you couldn't believe was going to happen in 2004. Some of the best things are going to happen to you in 2004. There are some things that you've been praying for all this year that God says no. Why? Because that gift is for 2004. It's for You're 2019. You've been waiting on in 2003, in 2004. It's coming 2019. And that's why God had you wait sometimes. Yeah. Because what you're supposed to have is not supposed to be in that certain year you're asking for it. There's a time for every purpose under heaven. I heard a word tonight, and that is a big open door in 2004. Mm. I felt an amen in my spirit on that. Yes. There's some big doors about to open for you Jesus. in this coming year. 2019. Yes, Very important. Lord. Yes, Lord. Write this down, please. Your future is more important than your past. Yes, Lord. Whoa. Thank God. Because our past many times don't look too good. The reason why it's good to see you in this place tonight. Some of you haven't been in this place for many, many days and months. But I'm glad you're here. Why? Because here's not a chance for you to start again. You can start again. And the race is not to the swift. So don't try and compete with nobody here. Get back in the race God gave you to run. Can I hear an amen? Run your own race. Your race is against your own death. Finding out your purpose and fulfilling it in God. Write this down, please. Your future is more valuable than your past. Some of us are so committed to our past failures, we ain't got no time to move into the future. What a tragedy. I am convinced that your future is more powerful than your past. Why? Because your future is unlived. You can do more with your future than you can with your past. You can't do nothing with your past. So the power in your life is really in your future. Mm. And 2004 is more powerful than 2003 because 2003 is fixed. It's frozen. You can't touch it. All the stuff you've done that you're not pleased with is already history. Thank God for a new year. Can I hear an amen? amen. Very important. Jesus died to forgive your past, but he also died to salvage your future. Yes, glory to God. Jesus did not die for you to relive your past. He died for you to start living your future. He died because of the investment that's still inside of you. Psalm 57 verse 2, I love it. It says, I cried to God most high, to God who fulfills this purpose, his purpose for me. I love that. He sends forth from heaven and saves me rebuking those who haughtily pursue me. What a verse. David says, I cried to the God of heaven who fulfills his purpose for me. He will fulfill his purpose that he has for my life. He will fulfill means that you ain't got to come with no ingenuity to try to figure it out. Half of the things you think you got to work so hard for, God's going to give you as a gift. And half of the things you think are going to be a gift, God's going to make you work for it. <laughs> he has a way to get his purpose to you. Now, what's good about this verse is you ain't got to worry about failure because you cannot fail if God is working out his own purpose for your life. Can I hear an amen? Your future in 2004 is not dependent on President Bush's decision. Not dependent on Iran or Iraq or the oil cartel. It's not dependent on the economy or tourism. It's dependent on the God who is working out his purpose for you. 
and God owns the whole planet. He can shift things, move people, and rearrange things for you just to bring past his purpose for your life. And I believe he's going to do it in Jesus' name. I say I believe God's about to shift some things, rearrange some things, and no one can stop what God's about to do for you. That means even if they say it ain't supposed to happen, it's going to happen because God is working out things just for you. It's going to happen. You can face the future with confidence, without fear, knowing that God does not lie. Jeremiah 15:11 says, the Lord said this, surely I will deliver you for a good purpose. Wow, I love it. Surely I will make your enemies plead with you in times of disaster and times of distress. In other words, when folks come against you in 2004, God already got you covered. And he's going to make them become your friends, even though they don't like you. He's going to cause your enemies to support you and finance your future. You might as well get ready for a good time in 2004. I see an open door in 2004. Am I talking to somebody here today? Wherever you are, there is a future for your life, and it's already God's history. God's not wondering about your future. Listen to me, friends, and write this down. The past is a portion of your future lived. That's all it is. It's not your life. Stop considering your past your life. It's not your life. It's only a piece of your future you lived already. The big part of it is still unlived. And therefore, 2004 is another opportunity for you to live a real chunk of your true future with no foolishness in it. Everybody say minimize foolishness. Minimize foolishness. Maximize wisdom. This is the year for you to make as many right decisions as possible. Sometimes we wanted to get married in 2003 and God stopped you. Some of you been praying for a spouse for 2003 and God said, mm-mm, if I bring them now, you are a mess. <laughs> Let me protect them from you. Oh. <laughs> yes, Sometimes Lord. you pursue somebody and God won't allow them to like you. You know why? He protecting them from you. But if this year is your year, 2004, for you to be blessed with a spouse, believe me, friends, you are going to walk up the aisle in God's name. Why? He will fulfill his purpose for you. Amen. You better lift your hand and thank God somebody. <laughs> Some of you are nervous to believe that stuff. <laughs> the past is dead except for the life you give it. Write that down, please. Your past is dead. My past is dead. The only way your past can affect you is if you give it life. And you give it life by thinking about it and by reliving it and talking about it all the time. I like what the Bible says, forgetting the things that are behind, press toward the mark. Yes. You cannot go to your future if you live in the past. Amen. The worst way to drive is looking in the rearview mirror. <laughs> and most people live that way. They live staring in this rearview mirror. As we bring this year to a close, this is the greatest moment that you have. Thank you, Jesus. You cannot change the past, but you can create a new future. Yes. You cannot change the past. You can create a new future. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Well, this is Dr. D with the Boom Factor. Um, I don't know. I had, uh, I was looking for another speech that he did and that one kept popping up, but I said, oh, well, maybe Daddy want me to look at this one here. And I'm glad that I did. And I believe I had submitted another um, leadership um, teaching. 
but this was right on time and i'm telling you guys i feel the same way now they say this was done in 2004 but i feel the power of god i feel the the universe the atmosphere things that uh, are happening now around me and i'm sure from a lot of the um the, the, the conversations that um, you all are having on your program and those that are listening. I know that everybody is, is encountering this unforeseen force of struggle, of hardship, of, of, of uh, suddenness that's negative. You know what I'm saying? And in return, also, I do feel something powerful, something magnificent, something that um, that is going to happen so awesome for all of us that it's going to blow our minds, right? So that kept coming up, and I said, you know what, let me listen to this here. And sure enough, this is what he's sharing with his congregation. That's the late um, Dr. Miles Monroe, one of my mentors that I met in person, literally prayed over me and um, my ex-husband, my first husband, who's still alive. That's um, 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 Z's father and Thriver's father. And um, God's doing the work on him. Um, we cool. Matter of fact, he was at mostly he's at most of the events, the wedding, the baby showers. And I'm sure he'll be down here for the hospital when Z have a baby. Ooh, she's getting big, y'all. She say, Ma, I don't think I'm going to make it to the 21st. And I say, and you right. You know, so that baby may be coming next week, y'all. So uh, with all that said, and he prayed over him. And, uh, well, he, we always say prayer. I always say prayer because I know having a conversation is really prayer. Like when you when you praying to God, you really just having a conversation with God. You talking like right now, I am talking. I'm speaking with you all, right? But I never forget the conversation. Like after the service, he was and he was just starting out. He was always back and forth in New Orleans, right? When he first started out, and um, he had built a relationship with our pastor, and um, and I never forget we was in Victory Fellowship off of Airline Highway, and um, he just pulled him over. He said, Brother, God has given you a queen. Uh, wait, let me see. Let me rewind. Let me make sure I say it right. Oh, I, I believe he said, Brother, God gave boxers boxing bags to punch. Not queens. Whoa. So in so many words, this man didn't know us. This man didn't know him. But in the spirit, the Lord was showing him that he was abusing me. You see what I'm saying, you guys? I didn't say anything. And you know when we got home, well, what you, how that man, I don't understand. What what he what are you was talking about? I said, well, if you don't understand what he's talking about, I am really in trouble now. That's just what I said. But now God then just did some work on him, 
and I, I could see him, you know, and if you want to have a conversation with me, hey, I don't have no bitterness or anything towards him, but I do tell you this much, that um, God is faithful, you guys. So I'm not going to keep you all long on this feed because I'm going uh, to upload some other messages. I'm still using my Android, and because I have not sit here and, and, and understood how the updates affect on the Android. So I'm recording and then I'm uploading. I have like seven messages. I've been talking to y'all every day. It's just sorry. I ain't had a chance to upload it. Okay, so I apologize. Please forgive Dr. D. So on the episode, I'm going to holler at you guys later. Okay, God bless you. And thank you for tuning in to the Boom Factor.